Just give me a couple of minutes. Let me get this right. Ah, my God. It is well. 
Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ikakundenjingu. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. You are welcome. Let us welcome the Holy Spirit. Let us welcome our Father. Let us welcome Jesus. Father, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. I give you honor, glory, praise, thanks, and adoration. Thank you, Lord, for all you do for us. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, Abba, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for another opportunity to come into your presence to worship your holy name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, less of me, more of you. Take over this service. I soak myself into your precious blood, blood of Jesus. All those who are out there listening to me, I cover them with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. Those who listen to this message later on, Lord, cover them with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. And we send Holy Ghost fire to the camp of the enemy. Any form of attack as we are here preaching and listening to your words, Father Lord, may you scatter the works of the enemy as we say, Holy Ghost, fire, Holy Ghost, fire. Father, let your blood that speaks more than every other blood, let him begin to speak for us in Jesus' mighty name. We've prayed. Amen. Please, I can't flow that well. I love music at the background. At the background, please just give me a couple of minutes. Let me get this fixed. Just a minute. Oh my God. See if it has charged for. I think I was just carried, you know. I was just enjoying the music. <laughs> Sat on the carpet on the floor and I was just enjoying the music. I didn't even take note of it. The time is signal. Before I know it, it just went off. Oh, that is well. I have a powerful message. Yes. It's coming on. Like I said. <laughs> okay. Please be patient. Let's get this fixed. So we can enjoy our preaching, right? <clears throat> it didn't even occur to me like check your What's it called? Your battery. I was just enjoying the music. <laughs> okay. Yes, we are there. What's that? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, help me. This adverse at time, they just embarrass someone, eh? YouTube.
let me skip it and yes <coughs> hallelujah Come on. Hallelujah. This song has been, I've been singing this song the whole day. I woke up with this song. I did my morning evangelism. I think you all know by now. If you don't know, if you are new here, you are welcome. Thank you for listening. So every morning I always do a morning evangelism. God will give me a message. At times, I will just worship and I will sing or I will dance as the Spirit leads, right? And I will post it on my WhatsApp status. And this song is what I use this morning. And since morning has just been <laughs> playing in my mind, as I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it this evening. Yes. So our message for today. Hmm. Before I dive into today's message, do you people know yesterday, I didn't come off, I didn't come out live yesterday, right? Well, I didn't preach yesterday. Yesterday was Wednesday. So we're doing a three days fast in the ministry, Princess Belemzi Ministry, which I'm a proud member. And uh, so yesterday was the last day. So I went... First of all, I went to pick my daughter from um, kindergarten. They had Latina. What is Latina in English? I don't know. Like touch lamb, something they go about the marsh and um, in remembrance of St. Martin. You know, the celebrity in Germany every 11th of November. But yes, today is 11th of November. So they, they did it a day before. They always do it a day before on the 10th for kindergarten because most primary schools, they do it on the 11th, Right. So that those who have siblings can always attend and vice versa. So we attended it yesterday, even though they did it without parents or without siblings, just the kids and their teachers. But we went there then, pick her up later, rush to, you know, do some shopping and run some errands, came back home. A poster was live and it was our last day. So I was like, okay, let me focus and listen to you know, she breaks the fast. So that's why I didn't come up live. My intention was probably if I come home, home earlier, I will do it. I'll go live. Unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't work that way, you know. And um, I'm sure God is not angry because I didn't feel like any remorse. Like, you know, at times, at times you do something and you feel bad. Like the other week that I almost not preached on Saturday, what was that? On Sunday, the 30th or 31st of October, you know, while I was giving excuses like, oh, yeah. Ah. Listen, listen. And you're right forever and ever. You are the 
Jacob. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm. This song, eh? I can repeat it. I can put it on repeat the whole day. Ah. And ever you reign. You are the Isaac, Jacob. Jehovah is your name. Your mercy and your rest forever and ever. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. <laughs> ah, God, may God bless this woman for this song. Oh. So we came back, like I was saying, you know, the other day that I almost missed preaching because I was giving excuses, I was tired. I felt bad. If I had not preached on that, I would have been, oh my God, I would have been, you know, regretting. But yesterday, it was a good thing, you know, I was participating in a fasting. In as much as that is my own assignment God gave me, but he approved of me not preaching yesterday because he knew it was the last day and Apostle was on. I had to follow up, right? So for those of you who were waiting yesterday, we'll just do it today. We'll join it, combine it with the message of today, and then we do our weekly, midweek thanksgiving. So that's why I didn't preach yesterday. So the message, the main message for today is warning us that we should beware. This is something that people do, and uh, most people, I think, is out of ignorance because we don't read the Bible. I've read the book of Matthew, but... This part did not really stand out like the way it stood out yesterday. So, yesterday I was reading Matthew. I wanted to read, actually I wanted to read the book of Luke because it's one of the books she gave us, right, in the first. Just a minute, let me check out something. Just a minute, please. Okay, so uh, I wrote a couple of um, scriptures down, so I wanted to get it. But anyway, there's no need me giving you all because let's just keep that. Let's focus on what, what I want to say now. So while I was reading, I was at work, I was reading and scriptures were just standing out. I was just jotting them down, you know. And um, Luke 15, the prodigal son, Luke 17, 11, verse 19, the 10 leopards, you know. Um, Luke 7, Matthew 17, 11, verse 19, talking about faith. The boy will seize you, how the disciples could not cast out that demon. Matthew 17, 23 to 26, Jesus paid his tax as well. I was like, oh, yes, Jesus paid his tax. So we have to, if we are living in a country, I was like, oh my God, this is a lesson. Where you are, they say, if you go to Rome, do like the Romans. Jesus paid his tax. He sent Peter, I don't want to deviate, right? So I was just jotting all of these as I was reading, I was jotting them. So I had to read Luke, it, Luke 17. Actually, I was supposed to, look, to read Luke 17, verses 7. So instead of me to focus on Luke 17, I don't know how I went to Matthew 18. Right, I went to Matthew 18, verse 7. So I was like, No, it was a book of Luke I was reading. 
I said, I, I read Luke 17. So I started checking. I was going back and forth. The book of Luke. I said, no, but what I read is not here. I can't find it here. So I was just check Matthew. So I went to Matthew 18, 7. And there it was. I saw it. I was like, God. I knew I read Luke. How come it's the book of Matthew? Not knowing God was giving me a message. So, let me read the book of Matthew. What is Matthew telling us? Matthew 18, verses 7. <laughs> I was shocked when I saw this and I started having understandings. I was like, whoa, I never saw this like this. So, I've read the book, the book of Matthew, but... Mm -mm. It didn't stand out like this the way it is today. Just a minute, I'm there, but why is this thing not going? The network is kind of... Matthew 18, 7. I'll read 18, 7 to 8. Sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? Let me reduce the music a bit. It's too loud. It makes me to strain. In as much as I want the music at the background, it's kind of distracting. <laughs> so, let me take it all over. Matthew 18, 17 says, What sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin? Temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? Verse 8. So if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter, it's better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal life, into eternal fire with both of your hands and foot. I'll repeat verse 8 again. So if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal fire with both of your hands and foot. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When I read this, I could not go beyond this I was like, Father, hey, this is huge. Verse 7 says, there is so, verse 7 says, sorrow awaits this world because it's full of temptation. It tempts people to sin. I call it sweet distraction. That's what I preached yesterday. My, my words of status. I said, we should be aware, right? There are things that we do in this world that seems right, but it's sweet distraction. Like your friends will tell, like, come on, let's go and enjoy, let's go and party, let's go to the nightclub. After all, it's one life to live. You are like, yeah, right. It's one life. After after a year, what again? I'm not even sure if there's some, some people go as far to say that I'm not even sure if there's heaven. Ah, da, 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 da. They'll be running their mouth, just cursing themselves. And it looks so good. I was like, God. When I read this, I said, What? He said, what sorrow awaits the world? Because after rapture, 
let me look for this song here. I want to play this song. <laughs> People of God, let me play this song that this lady sang about after rapture. Just a minute. I don't even know that's woman's name. She said, um, how's she singing? She says, seek him. Now that the saints are here, something like that. Oh my God. Hmm, let me try. Uh, 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 uh. What is this woman's name? She sings so well. There will be no. Uh, uh, what did she say? She said there will be no grace or something. Oh. Yes, I got it. Osinachi cry. Okay, it's time to cry. Yes, thank you, Jesus. I got it. Osinachi, listen to what she she's. Osinachi, okay. So while I was reading this message and the word says Matthew Matthew 18 7 and 7 verses 8 when I got to verse 7 it said what sorrow awaits the world because it 
it tempts people to sin. Temptation are inevitable. What, what? But what sorrow awaits a person who does the tempting? This is a song that dropped in my spirit. Did you hear what she's saying? That we should seek mercy now that it's available. Because after rapture, <laughs> after rapture, there'll be no mercy. Now that we are here, now that grace is still available, let us seek grace. This is a song that came to my mind yesterday. Because the, the Bible states, they say, what sorrow awaits the world? Because it tempts people to sin. When God must have come and taken the righteous one with him, what do you think will be here on earth? What do you think will be here? Sorrow, misery. The righteous ones must have gone there. Then the righteous ones are gone. Only sorrow, misery will be here on earth. Gnashing of teeth. I was like, wow. Matthew 18, 7. Say sorrow awaits the world. And he went further to say, sorrow awaits you who tempt people to sin. I was like, oh my God. And there are many people who do this. I don't know if they really know what they are doing. They tempt people, especially if you are born again, right, Christian? Like a new or a, a baby Christian. Let me say like somebody like me who just gave my life to Christ and now I'm preaching, I'm talking on all of this, coming out every day on my WhatsApp status, telling people to live holy, salvation, they should seek their salvation, telling them to repent. They'll be like, oh, Kati, look at you also, you want to come and tell us. I beg, leave that thing. Oh, maybe she's facing something. Maybe she's going through something. That's why she's... Because people, they ask that question. I remember even when I wrote my book, a friend of mine and a brother of mine called me to interview him. He was like... But he was asking, you know, he wanted to be curious. There are some people who would say it in a negative way. He was like, Kathy, you, what happened? Like, you seem to have it all. Everything is fine. Because back home, we know that those who, who, are, who, who seek God the way you are, or who talk about God, or who are born again, there are people who are frustrated, who have been disappointed in one way or another in life. Well, you seem to be fine. So what happened? I said, no, I don't need to seek God, or I don't need to worship or praise God when I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm broke, like broken-hearted, disappointed in life. How about you praising God when you, you have everything? Nobody has it all, but at least when things are fine. How about you praising God when you have a roof over your head? No, when you are homeless, you are doing that because of that situation. How about you praising God when you have a job? Oh, Father, thank you. I have a job. I can worship you and give my life to you. How about us realizing that our life belongs to God, not to us? Why should we wait until when you are handicapped, you are sick, then you turn to God? No. Then you are just being a user. You just want him to see you because of that situation and heal you. And then you go back to your old ways. If you are fine... You were not sick. You are in good health. Probably you will not even repent. You know, so some of these people, what I got, the understanding I got when I read that scripture, and it says, sorrow awaits you who tempts people to sin. You know, there are some people who will be mocking, but like, look at you, you say you are born again. Oh, I know sister, this one, she was born again. Where is she today? Ah, I know brother, this one. After a while, they came back. Forget that thing. Come and join us. Let's live our life, you know. 
Come and join us. Stop pretending that you are born again. It won't take you anywhere. Look at you. You are broke. You are born again. Because most often when you, you are born again Christian or a new convent, what they call it? Is it con convenant or what? They, no, 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 not convenant. Um, they say what? Pardon my English. Right? I want to use it. Like when you are just a, a new, you just newly give your life. Can somebody help me with this word, Father? Right? You know, at times you are faced with temptation, with tribulation. Most often, the temptation, that's when things will become difficult. But the Bible says what, that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God will deliver him from it all. But because people are not reading their Bibles, they don't read the word, they are not versed with the word, because the word is the word, is, is the word of God. And that is what strengthens us. That is where we draw our strength, our inspiration. Because if you are a new, uh, a baby Christian, right, you've just given your life to Christ and you decide to live right and you are faced with tribulation, with temptation. Like when I read it, getting my life 2017, things were hard. I will praise like nothing is happening. It's like I'm turning on the same spot. But I persisted. I didn't give up. So there are some people who will not have this willpower to like. I can't go back from where I'm coming from. You understand? Some people will easily give up. But if you are reading your, your word and you are like, the Bible says, no, many are the affliction of their righteous. But God will deliver me from this because I'm seeking God now. Because I want to live right. That's why I'm being afflicted. If you know your words and you stand on them, you use it to fight your, those temptations. You will see that you overcome. Right? And so most cases, since people, they just lead them to Christ. And at times, they don't even tell them, like, read your Bible. Or there is no follow-up. Like, I come up every day, almost every day to preach, right? And you come, you listen. These messages, they feed you. They give you um, hope. They encourage you. So for somebody who does not have this follow-up, they are like, okay, but what's next? And it's better let me go back and live that life. Probably they, are, they don't even have house rent. They don't have money to pay their bills. And their friends will come like, look at you. Are you yes, often that you are following Jesus? Will Jesus give you money? I mean, forget that. I think, come and go and see their old boyfriend. For a case, for a case you know, in a situation where it's a girl. They'll be like, come and go and see your old boyfriend. He will help. He's going to give you money. You pay your bills. Stop suffering yourself. Don't deceive yourself here. And this one has been born again. Where is she now? You know, seeing in her life. This one went to church. She got impregnated by the pastor. That pastor is using juju. He's not a true man of God. This one. So they are saying all these things. They are leading you into temptation. They are tempting you to sin, rather. Right? They are saying all these things. They are tempting you to sin. And if this person is not strong-willed, this person does not have any way that they listen to the messages. Like you people are fortunate, you, you know, I come up every day. We thank God. It's by God's grace. Not, not every day, but like often. There is something, if you go to my site, you have a message to listen that will encourage you. Or like Apostle, my woman of God comes up every day, almost every day. Like this week, she has a program. She's on her way to New York. She has a program, Right? And we always watch out. We just did a three-day drive fast. If she's not on today, she'll be on tomorrow. You have messages. You go on her, 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 her um, page. You have messages to listen, to encourage you, to make you to stay in God's presence. You might easily fall back. So if that person is not that type of one, probably somebody just led them to Christ. One thing, one thing led to another. They led them to Christ. They're like, okay, um, live good or live right and try to please one. That's it. They don't listen to any message to encourage them. Nothing, nothing. What do you think will happen with this person? And they are faced with this situation. They don't even have money to pay their bills. 
the possibility that they will go back and see that boyfriend of theirs is 85%, if not 90. And the Bible says, Woe to you who is tempting them to sin. Woe to you who tempts them to sin. You are leading them to sin. This person is trying to live right, and you are coming with all this nonsense thing, telling them, citing people. People, those people are not them. The fact that Sister A struggled and she failed, and probably it's because of those same people, doesn't mean you will fail. Remain in God's presence. That situation will not kill you. Your father knows that you are going through that situation. Don't go back. But be rest assured that you who is tempting them to sin, sorrow awaits you. When they realize themselves, they will go back and they will make peace with their father. They will say, Father, forgive me. Father will forgive them. But you, you are finished. Just a minute. Let me connect this thing. I think the music has gone off. Oh, today, this thing just messed me up because I didn't charge the phone. I didn't even think of it like, I need to get something right. I need something. I need something. Ah, Lord, help me.
I'm back. I had to take care of something. Yeah. So sorrow awaits you who goes around tempting people, thinking you are making fun. When God's children are struggling to live right, they are struggling to seek their, the Father's face. And you are like, ah, look at you, Holy Maria. Do you think you are the most holiest person? I beg. We know this one. Brother John has been born again for 20 years. He goes to this church. Ah, that their church, that they are this. Ah, they don't live right. They do this, they do that. Tempting them to sin. Matthew 18, 17 says, Sorrow awaits you. Sorrow awaits you. If you didn't know, know it today. That's why I'm God's mouthpiece. He said, I will say it as he tells me. That is the message for today. Be warned. Stop it. If you are one of those people. And if you are not, you who have heard the message. Preach it on. Tell somebody to tell somebody. If you see somebody doing it or you hear, warn them. Tell them about Matthew 18, 7. And verses 8 goes further to say that. It is better for us, right, that you cut off from those people. That if your eye causes you to sin, cut it off or your hand, pluck it, pluck your eyes off, cut your hands. What is that telling you? Those friends that your friend, let me tell you something, eh? See, they say, uh, um, um, practice is the best teacher or experience, rather. Experience is the best teacher. If you have been in the world and you are no longer there, those your friends you used to hang around with, you don't longer call them. You don't longer hang around them again. You're on a good footing. You look for people who are now born again like you, whom you can see. You can even read a scripture and you share and you talk something. If you're even faced with problems, you tell them they will pray with you. They will encourage you. It's better. But if you are still hanging around those ones who used to be your friend, and I know this is my best friend now, I'm still there, my dear, at your risks. You yourself, your feet are not yet grounded. The Bible says it because it first of all says, if you look at the upper, the, the first version, the verse 7, it says what? Temptation is inevitable. Meaning, you should try your best to avoid it. Those people you are keeping, that they are, they are my friends. I've known this one for 10 years, for 20 years. They are no longer your friends again. You, know, you, know, you are not enemies. When you see them, you people can chit-chat. How are you? How is the family? And and da, 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 da. When they have, you hear their problems, you call you. When it's something to celebrate, you celebrate with them. If you are led, if you are not, mind your business. Because you know what? Salvation is personal. Some of these people... Yeah, like, look at this one. This one, I know her, her records. This one who used to commit abortion. This one who used to gossip, who used to snatch his... Let, let me hear her and open her, word, her mouth beside me that she wants to preach. So by the time you go, they want to preach. They will start saying all of these things. And as human, you feel hurt. But you forget that your father has already forgiven you. The day you said the salvation prayer, he said, all things are gone. You are now new. He has forgotten about those things. 
You are a new creature before your father. But they will rob it. They will remind you. Your friends will tell you how bad you are. How wicked. How you used to do this. You used to do that. You are claiming born again. They will tell you. Forget that thing. You are not born again. Don't even deceive yourself. That's how far some of them can go. So avoid them. And those same people, they can tell like, why are you suffering? Why are you deceiving yourself that you are born again? You can't even pay your bills. Come on, let's just go one runs. Or let's do this, let's do that. That's what the Bible says. Matthew 18, seven, uh, verses 8 says, If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it off. Your hand cut it off. So stay away from those people who will lead you to temptation. Or who will tempt you to sin, rather. Stay away from them. Those your friends when you were in the world, they are no longer your friends. The day I made up my mind, August of last year, 4th of August, when I had a dream that I was in the waiting room waiting to be judged. And in that dream, like I knew, like I knew that I will not make heaven. I'm going to hell. I was crying and begging God that he should forgive me. When I woke up from that dream, I took my decision on my own. I stopped calling friends. I stopped calling. I said, this is me and God. Because what I saw in that dream, I was with my daughter in that dream. I didn't say, Father, forgive me. Forgive my daughter. Forgive my children. I was saying, Father, forgive me. Have mercy on me. On that last day, you'll be there, you alone. Those your friends that you'll be running to, they'll be like, I don't know you, Father. They'll be crying for their own souls to be saved. <laughs> I said, experience is the best teacher. So when I got up from that dream i just cut off relationship not because those people are better than them no for my own sake i want to guard my salvation i want to make sure i live right to please my father it's all about me and jesus not about me and sister b me sister b and jesus me sister c and jesus me sister w no it's about me Cathy. And Jesus, my salvation is what I'm working on. That the world is full of temptation and temptation is inevitable. But we have to stay guard. Guard your salvation. Because your salvation is your ticket to heaven. You can't go to heaven if you are not saved. And I don't want to stay here. Because the Bible states it. That what sorrow awaits the world. When the day of rapture will come, when everybody is gone. And you are left behind. It's too late. Mercy will no longer be available. Grace will no longer be available. What do you do? We don't want to find ourselves in that situation. Because what I saw in that dream as I was crying, <laughs> I knew like there was no way out. No one, there's no way where I was, that is it. But God's mercy woke me up. So I can't even play. And you must not wait to have a dream before you live right. You must not say, oh, let me also live and see if God will show me a dream like that before you live, right? It's not something you want to experience. It's not something you want to experience. Don't be like the, the, the rich man and Lazarus. Who when he died, he said God should send Lazarus to go and warn his brothers. God said, no, they have my children there. They have evangelists, they have pastors, they have reverend fathers. They have preachers all over the place telling them it's, they, will, they will not believe 
They don't have to wait until somebody comes from the dead to come and tell them that, no, it's real. Your brother is in hell before they will repent. I have those people and I have my book. His book is what? The word, the Bible. The Bible speaks to us. The Bible comes alive. Let's read our Bible. Say, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. I didn't know this scripture. But I know for some reason, I always used to pray, say, Father, forgive me for my sins. The ones I've committed directly and indirectly. If I've led somebody to sin, forgive me. This is it. I say, if I've led somebody to sin, forgive me. It is clearly stated in Matthew seven, uh, uh, Matthew 18, verse 7. That what awaits you who tempts people to sin? You might do it directly or indirectly. So that's why he says there is temptation is inevitable. You might be just saying like a joke, I beg, ah, leave there your thing. Come on, let's go. Or you just say something to somebody, you know, even you as a born again Christians. You might still say something to somebody. Or you might use the word, you might blast somebody and that thing might bother that person you don't even know. You thought we were just joking. No. That's why we should also be mindful with our words. Let's be led by the Spirit of God. Before we say something, we should think. We should not act like when we used to be in the world. Let's show the difference. We carry Christ. We carry the Holy Spirit in us. Let's be the difference. Let's be that Jesus. Let's ask ourselves, if Jesus was to be facing this situation, how would Jesus handle it? Right? So stay away from tempting people to sin. Because the one that the world has already is way too much. Then you go again and add. God will not forgive you. He will not take it lightly. Because he knows that we are going through. It's a battle. He knows the battle we are fighting, the temptation. Like when I went for that wedding, I sat there and said, me, mm. if I had my way, I said, I will not go to the, for the reception. I will just be at the church, help my friend. And, because I know. Ah, they were playing those old Makosas. I've been in the way. Like, hey, let me dance. I made all my mind. One time my husband came like, when they play Makosa, come and tell me. I say, did they say, you say, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was like, I pressed it, Father, let me just go and shake body small with him. Let me, I just went to him and just, I said, I'm, I'm just shaking my body, but I'm not into this their thing. Oh. I'm in the world, but I'm, I'm not of the, I'm of the world, but I'm not in the world. Yes. I said, no, let me just do. And before you know, I went and I sat down. I sat down. Time reach. I just carried my back. I said, God forbid, this temptation. I will not. I said, I will not participate in these things. Somebody will be like, what is this one? What is the one show? And I be the, the holiest person. And she wants to show that she's holy. She's born. Eh, now you sabi. I will not do it. Because that one time I even go and try. Eh, you are opening the door. You don't know what they will snatch from you. And you don't even know where you will find yourself. So don't do it. Don't say, ah, nobody is here to see me. It's not about people. It's about you and your father. It's not about people. It's about you and your father. So on this note, I will end here and I will tell us that we should stay guard. Let's watch out. The world is full of temptation. It's inevitable. But you yourself don't tempt people. And anything that's leading you to sin, cut away from it. Stay off it. Don't allow yourself to be fooled by people. Don't say, let me go and do it. And God will forgive me. It's not every time that God will forgive you. You might go and you don't come back. So let's be aware. Okay? 
Go out, spread love, share love. I love you all. You are blessed. Bye-bye. Stay, I will stay. When you say go, I will go.